Hello and how's it going? This is uh, UCC 98.3 FM. I'm your host AJ Whelan. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm a bit rushed. Uh, the selection on the on the my board here didn't wasn't on turntable, so I'm trying to rush to find out. Hang on, where the hell is turntable? It turntable selection for this. Got it. Then I have to run over quickly and get you know get it to the time right for it. I could have avoided all of this by quite simply picking a Spotify song first, but that would be making life easy for myself. And there's no point in doing that. So I'm gonna go straight into the spin of things. See what I did there, and go onto the turntable with Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. It's gonna be a very relaxed show ahead of us. I hope you enjoy it, because I'm gonna enjoy it. Just sit back, relax, and uh, just take it easy. This is Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits.
So that was Brothers in Arms by Dire Straits. It came out in 1985. Beautiful song. It's actually fading itself. I would do my job for for me. It's a lovely song. It goes on. It's a long one now. It's about seven minutes long. It's it's exactly seven minutes long. But it's just... I love it. I thought it was a very good way to start the show. Uh, So you're probably wondering... Actually, no, you're probably not wondering. Hello, I'm AJ. I'm usually on a Friday, but here I am today because I'm completely changing my time slot. I'll be frank with you, uh, I have a Fridays off by a lab, uh, I have one, one time in 12 weeks, so I spend Fridays now at work, you know, making money, because I have to make money these days, and uh, I couldn't take my two to three slot, because you know, then that, that's like my full day of work gone. I loved my two, my two to three slot on a Friday last last year, but uh, last was not to be this year. I wanted to go 45 this year on a Friday, just so I can, you know, after work come here, but didn't work out, so here I am. Uh, Wednesdays work well with me. I'm uh, midweek. It's a much different vibe around campus, around the radio, because usually I'm used to, uh, in late semester one last year on a Friday, you'd have conferrings the whole time. So you'd see like loads of people dressed up, just, you know, obviously coming coming here to listen to the show and stuff. And it's just, it's just an honour to see them. And everyone looks really bad today. They're all like in, the, you know, it's midweek slum. So here I am, you know, adding to the midweek slum, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was going to do a show about the uh, 21st of September, you know, because, you know, it's September, 21st of September, 
I just said that twice. I meant September the song by Earth, Wind and Fire. But uh, the song I accidentally had, the, the, the show I had accidentally planned for today was that, you know, relax and chill. I was going to do on Friday a show of duos, like, you know, two people, to, you know, duos on a show, like two, like, you know, people who you forgot did a duet and stuff and all that. But I wanted more time to plan that. So I'm going to do that next week. And instead I decided last night it'd be easy to plan a very relaxed and chill a chill show so here i am this is a chill show for you starting off there with dire straits in oh god in 1985 sorry there's people at the window looking in this is why i don't like going on a wednesday because on a friday on a friday you won't get that and if i yeah just my friend two lads from uh about the gaff i look out the window just making eye contact oh completely three minutes anyway 25 september not today but a friday the wednesday so that was Brothers in Arms uh, by Dire Straits, came out in 1985, off the album of the same name. Knopfler's Mark Knopfler, he's a like, lead guitarist and THE Dire Straits guy. Uh, his dad described the Falkland War as like just Brothers, brothers in Arms, because they had the same ideology. And Mark Knopfler really liked that, and so he wrote a song about it. And so that song, in, in essence, is about the Falkland War, which kicked off in 82, I believe. And it just, yeah, so the song's about a soldier dying on the battlefield, surrounded by his comrades. It's a very sad song, but it, like, it's a beautiful song. The guitar on it is outstanding. So I'm going to go from that to another very nice song with uh, uh, a sto- loads of stories behind it. So this is a Bob Dylan song. And uh, it's one of his best ones. It's called uh, Knocking, Knocking on Heaven's Door. I'm gonna, I'll play it first, I'll play it for you first, and then I'll talk about it afterwards, because there is some very nice... Uh, stories behind it, very beautiful stories. So this is uh, Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan. Hope you like it. Oh 
that was Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan off the soundtrack for the movie Pat Barrett and Billy the Kid about in 1973. Very nice song. <laughs> it's uh, often it's first people's song. It's the first song people learn on guitar because it's very straightforward. Only about two or three chords on it. C and F and uh, I think D and stuff. It's very straightforward. Very lovely song to play on guitar. Uh, it's actually so easy in fact that in October 2007 in uh, I think found Shillong, Indiana in America Indiana, you know, Indianapolis is held there, obviously. Uh, there were 1,730 guitarists came together in Shillong, Indiana and played this song. And it, 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 uh, it beat uh, the world record. They played the song for five minutes and they beat the world record for most guitarists playing one song. 1,730 people came together. Obviously, they had uh, talent from varying from beginners to legendary. Not legendary, but, you know, very very good style like all the life playing but like they all came together and played this one beautiful song by Bob Dylan uh, on the drums was uh, is Jim, Jim Keltner it's a very good job because it's a very hypnotic song you can just fall asleep through it it's very relaxing and calming but Jim Keltner was also on uh, a few of George Harrison's albums and a few of uh, uh, oh my god John Lennon's albums <laughs> usually it's all the way around uh, I don't think he's on Paul McCartney's album, and he might have had something to do with Ringo, but you know, Ringo is a drummer, so he might have done his own drumming. But who knows, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, but th- uh, this song has had some brilliant people, like brilliant artists covering it. Like, uh, I'll give you six names here. So we have Avril Lavigne, Dolly Parton, Bruce Springsteen, Aretha Franklin, Bon Jovi, and Neil Young are just a handful of names that have covered the song. It's a beautiful song. And there's two actually ni- nice stories behind it I've, that I found it. Uh, so there's a, in 1989, there's a singer in the UK called Gabrielle who uh, used it to sample on her song Rise. Uh, and Bob Dylan ne- very rarely lets people sample his songs. Like He lets people cover songs all the time because, uh, you know, Bob Dylan is probably, one of most, probably the most covered artist of all time. You have uh, Palm County loves his stuff. George Harrison's a massive fan of his stuff. Uh, most artists have covered a lot of his songs. Adele's song, Make You Feel My Love, is actually a Bob Dylan song. Many, many songs today uh, that you think are someone else's, there's a high chance that it's actually Bob Dylan's song. He's just, he's the only artist ever to win uh, a literature award. I can't remember what the name of the award is, but a literature award for his work. Now that has spiked some controversy because, you know, most literature writers, so most writers, uh, you know, they don't rely on acoustics and let's say other forms of helping. It's just them and a pen and some method. But Bob Dylan is a, the only songwriter in history to win an award for a script writing. But like he, the way he writes stuff is unbelievable because he would just, like if he was sitting down uh, and like watching TV and he heard on the news, like something about along the lines of, I don't know, clock ticks 10 for the last time in Big Ben. I don't know what I get in my head, but that, let's just say that was on his thing, he, on his mind or that was said. He would then go away and write several lines, several paragraphs on just that alone. It's like he's constantly writing stuff. The man can't turn it off. Then you have people uh, a bit like Leonard Cohen who would spend months just uh, trying to find that one correct line. I'd be a bit more like Leonard Cohen in my own stuff, to be honest with you, because I could. Uh, you can write all you want, but if you write it and it doesn't feel right, then I won't write it. I will write until it feels right. And that's the same at Leonard Cohen. Now, did I just compare myself to Leonard Cohen? Yes, I absolutely did. Leonard Cohen is obviously... <laughs> Uh, height and height above me I might play his song Hallelujah later because it kind of fits into what we have here but uh, one final uh, story was in 1996 with this song uh, Bob Dylan allowed uh, this Scottish artist called Ted Christopher to copy his song uh, and not copy his song but take the song and add a few lyrics 
and then uh, put out the radio and it became one number one hit on the radio. And you might ask, oh, why did he do that? Well, if you have, if you've seen The Crown, there's one episode in Scotland where there was a landslide and a kill. I can't remember where it was now. I think it's in like Bond Lane something or Dumb Dumb Lane, something along those lines. I killed, like, I took out a primary school and killed multiple children, and it was a, and just a, a tragedy. It was so horrific. It's done very well in the show, and it, like, you know, it affected the, you know everybody including the higher up in the monarchy because it's obviously it's a horrible thing that happened that like, like these kids were just there and the next thing you know and up the hill there was a a rock slide and it wiped them all out and there's nothing they could do and the town was was, was robbed of all its children just like that it's a horrific, horrific event to happen so this Scottish artist Ted Christopher took the song by Bob Dylan and Bob Dylan allowed it, obviously, and he uh, came number one with a hit in the UK. And the same with the Gabrielle song that he used uh, used it as a sample. Uh, it's a p- pretty good song as well. Uh, it's worth a listen. So, yeah, so Bob Dylan, he's had uh, many, 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 many stories uh, for every song he has, be it his own story or something else behind it. A bit like his song, The Hurricane, that I played last year. That was a song about a boxer who was uh, framed for killing someone because he was black they assumed it was him but then later on it revealed that it actually might actually have been him just said actually twice there but uh so he plus he started playing that live all along the watchtower the Jimi hendrix covered that and then he changed and recovered there's just bob dylan is just like a radio presenter's dream because there's hundreds of stories behind every little thing he does and the man is just a genius so uh i'm gonna go to the, this next song on the turntable the vinyl player I don't know, it says turntable here on my little uh, soundboard, so I'm going to say turntable, but I kind of like, it doesn't, I like how you can call it what you want, there's no set, nothing set in stone. I'm going to go back to the vinyl player with uh, this I Have, I'd Have You Anytime, coming out in 1970 by George Hassan, co-written by Bob Dylan. Uh, so this is off the All Things Must Pass album, one of my favourite albums of all time, top three for me. I hope you enjoy it.
Well, if you're falling asleep, don't worry, that's the aim of this. <laughs> to make you relax and feel comfortable. Uh, so that was I'd Have You Anytime, I'd Have You Anytime of the 1970 All Things Must Pass album, which is my top three uh, albums of all time. Uh, up there, in my head, I love it up there with uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I just love those two albums because this album is a, it's a double album that came out in 1970 and is a, is a result of George Harrison I'm gonna, the word I'm going to use is oppressed. It's the result of George Harrison being oppressed by the Beatles and not being able to release what he wanted when he wanted. He had, we said, by the time A Hard Day's Night came out in 1965, he had about maybe 10 albums worth of songs just just, just sitting there. And he didn't use them because, you know, McCartney, Lennon, Lennon McCartney, it's, you know, that's just, you can't get in the way of them. Especially because, you know, if you watch Ben Got Get Back documentary, George, Paul has a bit of an ego. John's a bit reserved, but he he has to get his share full because you know he's John Lennon. But he's, they're all geniuses in their own right. They just they just need their own space to to uh, to fly almost. Because and then this song is, is as a result of that. It's a beautiful song. It's, a, it's also the very first song in the album. So you get that, and then you go from that into My Sweet Lord and into Wah Wah and This Is the Pity, and which are all there's very few songs on this album that I don't like. There's, I have the vinyl here. It costs about a hundred quid. I got it for Christmas there uh, last year, the year before. Now it's a double album. It's six sides of it. It's a tri- triple album, my bad. But the last, uh, the last, uh, what's it called? Vinyl, side five and side six are just uh, jamming sessions that he adds to the album. So you have Out of the Blue, It's Johnny's Birthday, which is rec- it was recorded in Abbey Road. And then right in the room next door uh, was John Lennon recording Imagine, and <laughs> which is a really, really interesting thing because like, they were grand with each other. They were all out with Paul. So John and George were grand, were grand crack. And then when it was John Lennon's birthday, they came in and they recorded Johnny's birthday, plugged me in. I remember Jeep and then Thanks for the Pepperoni. I thought, I remember Jeep or I don't know why he called that and Thanks for Pepperoni. It's like a very, it's like, a, a, an unin, like a, it's a cover of Johnny Be Good. Uh, without, without the words, it's just they're all just they're all just riffing and it's it's, it's just class. So I'm gonna go back right now. I'm gonna go back to uh, a year before that in 1969, and this is uh, Fleetwood Mac. It's a, it, there's no word in the song. It's a bit like uh, Steve Ray Vaughan's song Lenny. This song is Albatross. I hope you enjoy it.
that was Albatross by Fleetwood Mac, which came out off the English Rose album 1969. I think it's a very good song for transitions. Uh, it's oh, beautiful. I've listened to it for a few few months now. It's just it hits the spot because it's just if I'm if I'm feeling a bit too just tight and just tense and just not enjoying what's like, I just just put that on. It just it just instantly relaxes you. It's a brilliant song. Uh, I'm gonna go from that now to I'm gonna stick in the same year. I have a few stories about this next uh, this next song. It's uh, from the Rolling Stones, but it's a song by uh, Robert Johnson. I'll tell you all about it afterwards. But this is the Love in Vain performed by uh, the Rolling Stones. Hope you enjoy it. Well, I followed her to the station with a suitcase. In my hand Yeah, I found a station With a suitcase In my hand Whoa, it's hard to tell It's hard to tell Cry 
That was Love in Vain by Rolling Stones. It was written by a man by the name of Robert Johnson, who was around in the 1930s and is one of the godfathers of blues. Blues, this is a big guy. So I played him last year, I played him this year in February uh, for Black History Month because uh, I, I spent from December to February writing, this, writing a show about, uh, you know, black history because black artists are so important to the progression of music. It's it's unbelievable the, contrib- the contribution they've had. Most major artists in the 60s and 70s that were white, they attribute, you know, black artists before them uh, who inspired them. Like you know, off the top of my head, the Beatles were massive fans of Little Richard. And uh, I know Mar- and Marvin Gaye. They were they were they were in the same decade as Marvin Gaye, and he got on very well with all of them. And they were a big fan of Elvis. And Elvis, if you, I, I, I talked about it last week, but Elvis, the Elvis movie goes into great detail about how he were. He grew up in Memphis, and Memphis had Bleecker Street, and Bleecker Street was the place to be for uh, a, a young black man. And that's coming. That, that's not me saying it. That was uh, that's. Uh, I was watching a documentary in in, the, in December and. There's a documentary about Bleecker Street and B.B. King and all that and touring blues artists. And I, was, I kept going back to Bleecker Street. I can't remember which artist said it, but they were all just Bleecker Street. That was, if you're young, black, that's, that's, that's where you go. And it, so it's important that black artists and so important. And that song is written by Robert Johnson in the 1930s. Uh, he, he was the guy. He's famously the first member of the 27 Club. The 27 Club, you don't know, it has like Amy Winehouse, uh, Kurt Cobain, uh, the guy from the doors whose name is evading me oh my god Van Van Morrison oh my god oh my god what's the name of the guy from the doors I'll think of it come back to me oh my god that, that's really embarrassing Uh, but yeah 27 Club people who died at the age of 27 that's 27 Club I think XX Tentacion died at 27 as well he's one of the more recent members but yeah 27 Club he's the first founding member and also the first man to sell his soul sell his soul to the devil in exchange for, you know, the ability to play guitar unbelievably. And he could, because he was the first guy to lay down the dun, 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 when it came to blues. So the man was one of the godfathers, there's many godfathers of the blues, but he was one of the, and he's such an important role in history. So now I'm going to go over to Spotify. I have this uh, next song in the studio with me on vinyl, but I have too many songs on vinyl. I'm going to have to put this one on, onto Spotify. It's by Coldplay. It's a song called Oh, It Is Off Their Ghost Stories album, which came out in 2014. It also has like a Magic and uh, the song Sky Full of Stars on it. Very, very good song. But this song, it just, it ends. And then like afterward, it's the last song in the album. When the song ends, it fades down. A bit like Suspicious Minds by Elvis. And then it comes back with like this. The only way I can describe it is like angel wing transition, and then I just fade out again, and it's it's beautiful. I'm gonna play a few now. Uh, it came out in 2014. This is a Just a flock of birds 
This isn't radio silence. <laughs> this is actually the song, as I said earlier, it, you know, it goes out and comes back in. This is coming back in. I kind of forgot there's a bit of a gap there, but yeah, here you go. <laughs>
And that was O, spelled O by Coldplay, which came out in 2014 off their Ghost Stories album. A very nice song. It's a very, I think it's a very inspirational song. I've actually uh, tried to write something similar to that myself. I just think it's so, it's just calming. And the ending there is just so heavenly and it's so, its own thing and it's different. It's, it feels just like elevating is probably the best word to use for it. I just, I, I really do, I really do enjoy it. I'm going to go back to the turntable now uh, with this song by Tom Waits off his Clothing Time album come out in 1973. A very good wedding song if you want to dance a song at your wedding. <laughs> anyway, this is All 55 by Tom Waits. Well, my time went so So holy God knows 
That was All 55 by Tom Waits, a beautiful song in itself. Tom Waits having written over 30 albums and contributed to 50 plus films. Very, very talented artist. Uh, That's off his 1973 Closing Time album. No, Closing Time is not that song you hear at the end of, uh, uh, you know, at Closing Time at at like the Brogue. It's not it's not that song, it's a different song, it's a much more beautiful song. I'm gonna go back onto uh Spotify now and play you your song by the Beatles in my life. Uh beautiful song came out in oh my god, when did it come out? Nineteen sixty six. Sixty six? Sixty five. Ah sixty five. That's really embarrassing. Oh I had it I said that earlier, I think it came out in nineteen sixty four, not sixty five, because sixty five was Rubber Soul and Revolver. No, it wasn't Revolver, it was sixty five. Ah. Oh. My brain's gone. I'm I've gone too relaxed. I'm too I've I've relaxed myself too much. All my information's leaving my head. Anyway, this is in my life by the Beatles. Life by the Beatles came out in 1965 off their Rubber Soul album. Uh, Rubber Soul album was a uh, you know clinical time for the Beatles because not clinical, 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 clinical sounds are like the wrong word. Very important time in the Beatles' life because even just look at the album cover, everything's become more. It, it, it looks like it's weed induced. It's just completely different. The Beatles, they're not. They're still the mop top lads from Liverpool, but there's just something about it that's like hmm, okay. One of the songs on the album, actually, no. In my life, was a brilliant cover done by Johnny Cash. Towards the end of his life, he did a few covers, and in my life, was one of them. And it's just very well done. 
especially because you know because at that time uh, when he covered it he was older he, was, he wasn't well and I just it hit it hit hard at home but on that album you also have uh, Drive My Car Nowhere Man uh, The Word Michelle Michelle is a song written by Paul McCartney before at the very very beginning of his uh, or even before his Beatles times and uh, he used to pretend to be uh, from France and try and pick up women in a with a guitar pretend, pretend to be this Frenchman I don't think it ever worked he said but uh Later on, when it came to recording songs, they decided, feck it, we'll, we'll, we'll throw this one in, sure. Why not? You also have uh, I'm Looking Through You, which is all right. Uh, Girl's pretty good. Wait on uh, anything else. Norwegian Wood, this board, this bird has flown, is very, very good. Think for yourself. It's a good album. No, it's not their best album, but like, there's not, there's not, there isn't a bad song on it, subjectively. Objectively, there's probably a few bad songs on it, but subjectively, it's a brilliant album. There's very few Beatles songs I don't like. So... Getting in an hour and 50 minutes into the year. Not bad before I played my first Beatles song. I haven't even played Roy Gallagher yet. I'm saving a lot of him st- his stuff. I picked up his uh, Top Priority, his uh, 70s album, which is just very, very good. I'll play that at the original as well, so I'll play it for you during, uh, during the year. So I'm going to go back to the turntable for the last time, probably, uh, with the Romeo and Juliet. So we, we started with Dire Straits. We're going to end with Dire Straits on the turntable, and then afterwards we'll see what time's left. We have five minutes though, we'll see what I can do. Uh, this is Dire Straits, this is Romeo and Juliet, came out in 1980. This is an original album, so enjoy.
I'm going to fade this song out because I'm not running out of time after I say my goodbyes and stuff. So, uh, thank you for listening. This was, uh, I loved it. I really enjoyed this. It was very relaxed. I needed this show myself, not going to lie. Uh, you know, because you can, you can tend to, you can either start college really relaxed or start college really up drive and hit the ground running, but running too hard and you're going to fall off and tip over because you're running too hard and you, oh, you hit the ground too early, you hit into the cliff. But yeah, I needed that. It relaxed. Hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed it too. I know I definitely relaxed now. I'm literally more calmer. If you want to do a bit of study now, you can. You can go to bed if you want. <laughs> if you're feeling unwell, I hope you're feeling better. I really do. Uh, so yeah, that was 1980 off the album uh, 
Making Moves by Dire Strait. It was Romeo and Juliet. It's a beautiful song. Uh, it has been in my recommended... Whenever I make... Every single time I make a playlist on Spotify, they recommend a song for me. I, don't, I only really listened to it like, properly for, for the first time the last like, week-ish. And decided to put it on the show because it fitted the genre. But uh, yeah, no, it's a very good song. But not my, not my favourite Dire Strait song, I won't lie. But there'll be way more songs than Dire Straits coming. Sorry, all my vinyls in the background have fallen there if you heard that. Uh, so it's 15.57, so it's two minutes now, almost two minutes to, to four o'clock. So my time is well and truly up. I'm going to leave you on one more song. Uh, I'm going to go back to Spotify first so I can leave. <laughs> and I'll leave you alone. Uh, back next week at the same time, from three to four, every Wednesday from now on. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I'm waffling now. So I'm going to just just go. If you, want, if you like what you heard... <laughs> Sorry, I've remembered. If you like what you heard, there's a playlist on Spotify called AJ's Jukebox. There are currently 207 songs after I play the next one for you. Uh, 207 songs range from every single song I've ever played on this show. This is my 20th show. Wow, 20, wow. <laughs> That's not the big a deal. Many, many, many more shows to come. And I hope you're here. I hope you're going to stick around to hear them. So, this is Simon and Garfunkel off their Bridge Over Troubled Water album. This is Bridge of a Troubled Water. I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. This was UCC 98.3 FM and this was Violent Vibes with AJ Whelan. So long live lads. I'll see you next week.
Say it